time to play ball. Welcome to the podcast with no limits. Whether it be sports, current events, or random thoughts, this is the place to step in and stay a while. Your host is a proud alumnus of Rio Hondo Prep, a former minor league baseball umpire, and a man with strong opinions. Welcome to the Get Home Safe podcast and your host, Matt Persima. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Get Home Safe. Happy Friday to everybody out there and Merry Christmas. We are officially in the month of December. So uh, we're in Christmas mode, at least most of us now. I've been in Christmas mode for about a month already, but uh, here we are officially. Christmas season is upon us. 20 something days left until uh, the big day. So whether you celebrate on Christmas Day, Christmas Eve, it's coming quick. Hopefully you got your decorations up by now. Uh, you've started the Christmas shopping. I know I kind of have, but I kind of haven't. So a lot of work to be done here in the next few weeks. Uh, it's going to come so fast that I'm just like, oh, so much to do. So trying not to stress out, trying to enjoy myself, especially with this podcast, just sitting down and recording my thoughts and bringing on some great people on Fridays like I've been doing, which has just been a blessing for me. So today we're going to be joined by another great guest. We are going to be joined by Scott Weidman. Scott Weidman uh, was a proud alumnus of Rio Hondo Prep, as am I. Played in the very famous 1977 CIF football championship game. Uh, the Rio Hondo Prep defeated Montclair Prep in triple overtime. He was actually the quarterback. Now, I don't get to brag very often, but there's a kind of a connection here. Uh, Scott Weidman, the first quarterback of the first eight-man championship team. And yours truly, the quarterback of the final eight-man championship team in 2001 so a little connection there although you know Scott was a far better player than I ever was but uh, Mr. Weidman as as I uh, grew up knowing him uh, has been a longtime coach of the Cardinals the West Cabina Cardinals I know the names have changed but he's still kind of that guy at Wingate Park that uh, I think is one of the the more proud Cardinals from the those days kind of the founding and such maybe we'll talk to him about that Uh, talk to him about uh, Real Hondo Prep football past and present, uh, kind of his thoughts on that and just kind of catch up with the guy because Scott Weidman is a, is a character. Um, you know, I've been wanting to talk with him a, gra- a long time on, on the podcast. And uh, sometimes you got to push people a little bit, just get them, get them to come on here. And uh, I'm really pleased that he's on here today. We're going to talk uh, that new USC football hire with Lincoln Riley. I'm sure he has some thoughts on that and just his overall experience being a part of care youth league so long i think you can't be around scott weidman for more than a minute without laughing he's just he's just that guy and somebody that uh, i know a lot of people have wanted to listen to his social media posts are hilarious uh, a very dry sense of humor so whether you're affiliated with real hondo care youth league or not i think you will enjoy this interview with mr scott weidman so let's not waste any more time let's jump right into it on our friday edition of the get home sock Get Home Safe podcast with our featured guest today, Mr. Scott Weidman. Okay, it is my privilege to be joined by the assistant director of Carey's League. He's in charge of Wingate Park, one of the original founding members of the West Covina Cardinals. He's a big time Trojan fan, Rams fan, my kind of guy, Mr. Scott Weidman. Welcome to the Get Home Safe podcast. Thank you, Matthew. Good to be here. (laughs) Uh, you know, I did a little intel on on uh, behind the scenes, Mr. Weidman. I asked some of your former players from Care Youth League back nice, in the day. All of it, <laughs> all of it lies. <laughs> uh, Jan Balon and Jordan Ross. Do those names awesome. ring yes. a bell? Yes, awesome, awesome guys. I believe uh, their kids uh, actually were in Care Youth League at least for a short time, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I, I think Jan told me one time. Uh, his kid like tackled someone in a basketball game and you were coaching and you were like, Hey, whose kid is that? Jan was all fired up, of course. (laughs) But anyway, uh, it's funny to see those guys be dads. Now, uh, Jan wanted, Jan asked me specifically, asked Mr. Weidman what it was like to be one of the, uh, the coaches of the, uh, one of the greatest uh, organizations, the Cardinals KYL has ever had. I was like, Whoa, Whoa, settle down, Jan. Well, that's true, but (laughs) we, uh, we knew how to put the championship banners on the wall. I'll tell you that much. Oh, no Just doubt great, about it. Some great kids. Um, yes. Uh, Jordan. The original founder, Don Murphy, Mike Murphy's brother founded it. And when he had to move on for whatever reason, they said, okay, Mr. Weidman, you're, 
you're in charge of the Cardinals. They have a awards picnic next week. I said, okay. So it was at Cameron Park and I set out the tables and chairs and 13 kids showed up. Wow. That's what we had. One team, or actually it was two teams, 13 kids. I don't know how that worked. But. No, and and I remember when the Gators started in the in the 80s and then it was the Tigers and the Cardinals. I mean, those three names were iconic, Gators, Tigers, and, and Cardinals. And I don't like that it's changed. You know, that's a different story. But yeah. what was kind of the timeline? Did they all kind of start one after another? Do you remember? Yeah, Gators started about two years later. Tigers, Jim Key and Jim Davis started it. And then uh, Don Murphy started the Cardinals probably in 88. And I think I joined in 90 when he had to go. And uh, Phil, uh, John Dunia and I were doing it for a while. And then Phil Horton came on. and We kind of exploded then. Yeah. That, see, when I think of the Cardinals, uh, I, I think of you and Phil Horton. I mean, you two guys were just, you, you had the younger kids, he had the older kids. And right. it was always Weidman and Horton. Weidman and Horton. Yeah. Yeah. So Jordan Ross, my good friend, told me that, you know, he, he came into care and he was this little guy, super small, super athletic. And you guys thought you had the next Heisman winner. You had him out on the football field doing all kinds of stuff. And then you guys realized that he was a little older than the kids he was playing. At least that's the story I was told by Jordan. Yes, we kind of stole a trophy from Mr. Bullinger. <laughs> I didn't know it at the time, though, really. Uh, it was Mike Eckenberg's friend. I don't know if you remember Mike Eckenberg. Oh, yeah. A, oh, man. He was a brute right at the top of the weight limit so he could do everything. Everybody hated him. <laughs> and he was, can I bring a friend, Mr. Weidman? I said, sure. So he brings this little guy. And we go, okay, uh, I don't want you to get hurt. We'll try you out. And we run him at practice, and he <laughs> runs through everybody 16 times. Anyway, turns out he was two years older than Mike, but he was like a flea weight. Anyway, Bullinger's going for the championship winning drive. And he throws a pass, which normally at first or second grade, whatever that was, works. But he's back there. He plays it like, you know, who's the guy in the Rams? The D-back? Uh, Ramsey? Yeah, he plays it like Ramsey. Picks it off, runs it back for a touchdown. And then after the season, he discovers he's two years older. <laughs> I didn't even think to ask because he was so small. You know? Yeah. <laughs> back in the day. So. Sorry, Sanctions. Greg. I call for sanctions on the Cardinals. Yes. That was awful. We probably could take that banner off the wall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jordan was like, Oh, we were, we were running the option and everything. We were just, it was a yeah. little guy. I was like, cause I never played against Jordan in football. Cause he was, he was my age, but always played lower, lower level. Cause, right. but I didn't know he went down two years. Well, he, he, he we kicked him back up in <laughs> basketball, whatever football is over. We kicked him up. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Jordan Ross. Oh, my good friend, Jordan fireman now. And Jan, he just moved out to, to Vegas. So my good buddies, I uh, wanted to ask, uh, I wanted to ask uh, them about some uh, memories. And so uh, it's fun to start it off that way. But uh, Mr. Weidman, you are, you started there at the Cardinals and in, in, at uh, Wingate Park. And I don't know, it, it feels like uh, you've never left. Every time I go down to Wingate, which isn't that often, but I, I see your truck. I see you there. You're just kind of holding down the fort. I live here. <laughs> you're gonna bury me on the 30 yard line out there somewhere we're gonna have a, a, a an awesome plaque for you here, yes here once he, he who kept the, the, the brown grass green or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> i remember uh wingate for me when, when i first got there i thought it was the coolest place uh, you know in the world uh, the old park before the remodel yeah. um what what are kind of some of your memories of the early days at, at Wingate Park because it was still so new. And I don't know, it, it, and also, I guess when, when, like, how do I say this for those who have not coached at Wingate Park, it's, it's very different than coaching there in the friendly confines of Arcadia, right? There's actually shade out here. <laughs> Summer day, you can find some, some respite somewhere. Here. I don't know, but in the early days, it was uh, basically the, they were roaming around looking for a place. It's, the Gators started at Stanton School, mm. and they were looking. The Tigers came along, and they didn't want to go to Stanton School because it's too much room or you know, too much of a hassle. They found this place, the uh, six foot tall weeds. Yeah. They went and asked the city, you know, how, how can we get a hold of this? Like, can we play there? I said, well, whatever you want, whatever you can mow, you can have. So Jim Key gets this big flail mower, chains, you know, and he started mowing. That story went from there. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds but, similar uh, to 
how Farna or how uh, Arcadia was yeah, kind of discovered very too. Similar. Yeah, um, very I, similar. I remember. See, I was in sixth grade uh, when you met. It was. I don't know how many people remember this, but it was so weird not being at Wingate when they did the remodel for one year. I think the football games were played at uh, Washington Elementary, Washington, which yeah. was like a block for me, which was great. Um, basketball, Sunrise Christian, I believe, and baseball was kind of all over the place, if I remember. Yeah, we played basketball over there at Vanna uh, School, I think. Vanna, yeah. Now yeah. houses. <laughs> and, you know, the remodel was nice. It was cool. The hockey rinks, the club. I mean, but to me, the old Wingate Park, that's what I miss. I'm like, I'm like the, the, I like the new stadiums and such, but there's something about the old ones. I mean, how do you feel about Wingate Park? I I agree so, somewhat with that. I'd like to get some new backstops out here, though. The old ones are looking pretty tired. <laughs> but, you know, back in the day, we used to have to tell kids to stay out of the ditch because there's needles in there and all kinds of good stuff. So there's some well, good things about the remodel. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the creek, I mean, pulling kids out of the creek, I mean, you'd be in there for hours. It's I mean, Tom Sawyer's heaven out here. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Sawyer's heaven, indeed. Good stuff. Out of the creek, ready for the game with mud all over him. You know? Yeah, ready to go. You're warmed up, you know. You know, the Arcadia kids didn't have those uh, distractions, at least not uh, when I was. We got all those championships. That's right. That's right. It's a, I, I, you know, I've always felt there's a there's a different type of kid out in the East. I don't know. Maybe it's just a 605 freeway that separates us, but I think you get a different a toughness, maybe a different just different brand of kid. I think out in the East. Yeah, they're strange. I mean, uh, yeah, they're good. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Well, Mr. Wyman, I want to talk to you about um, a few different things. Obviously, your 1977 uh, championship game, you've posted some photos recently talking yeah. about that. Hard to believe it's been so long ago. Um, you know, I, I don't I don't like I'm not a brag. I don't like to brag. Draw attention to myself. I'm not that guy. But, you know, this is a big this is a big show today. Coach Weidman, we got the quarterback of the first ever eight-man championship team, you and yours truly, myself, the quarterback of the last eight-man championship team. So I don't know what took so long to get this together. I'm kind of like an eighth back, not really a quarterback. <laughs> what are you this, talking about? You I were a fullback, this, man. I brought this bad boy. Oh, look at that. Mr. Jim Davis, I, I would guess. You know Jim Davis? Yes. He could look at a piece of wood and uh, five minutes later uh, – Louis the 14th armor would be there. He's got skills coming out the wazoo. Uh, they made replicas for us. I think they gave it to us at an inaugural. Someone can correct me if I'm wrong about that. But I brought it out just to look at my stats. On the back, they put our stats. You probably can't see it, but there's a list of them. 715 yards passing for the year. Wow. That's one game for you. Yeah, not for me, no, sir. You ever have a we ever have a quarterbacks club from Rio Hondo, I'll be the doorman or the valet. So. No, no. You you ran the quarterback sneak better than probably anyone I've ever seen. You have nine yards in a cloud of dust. Yeah. I was bigger than my lineman. Yeah. <laughs> Just the pile moving, man. Uh, those, those linemen were great. Uh, I've had a few of them on. I had uh, Mike McGarren, uh, a oh, few. Yeah. A a beast. Few beast. I had uh, Jim Hanna on last week, even. Uh, just some great football players that I know you're very proud of uh, your former teammates. And Dr. Walsh. Dr. Walsh, the, not, the good doctor. I've heard as nice of a man as he is, he was a pretty uh, nasty, tough football player. Yeah, yeah he almost ripped uh, Harper's head off. One of the good running backs on Montclair. Oh, wow. Didn't get called either. Just right <laughs> face. No. That's fantastic. I love going down um, memory lane. And the first time I was a, I was a kid and, and Mount Care is a special place and uh, we were there and, uh, you know, the coaches were like, we're going to watch the 1977 CIF championship game. And, and we're sitting there watching our coaches. Oh, there's Mr. Shintaku. Oh, there's Mr. Wideman. And we're pointing at all these, you know, oh, there's Mr. Murphy. And it was just so cool to see your, your adult coaches growing up, uh, however yeah. old you guys were then. And, uh, that, that film, man, it still holds up. It's still quite powerful to watch that thing. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I watched it a few hundred times. Yeah. <laughs> You guys look so fast, or maybe that was just the uh, the, the 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 technology. The, the back. Super Eight, you know. Oh, okay. I got it. I got it. we were yeah we had, I had an athlete at every position really. Oh, that's a good way to look at it. Yeah. yeah. No, it was McGarren was like probably the best athlete on the team. He played nose guard and center. Yeah, that's what What's the Jim that? said. He, Mr. Johnson tried him at quarterback at the beginning of the year. He, he would always make the wrong decision on the option. He said enough of that. 
get that idiot Whiteman in there. But no, if McGarren should have been a running back, but he just ran through brick walls. So. Yeah, just just a, a great teammate. Sounds like we do anything you needed, yeah. and um, you know uh, we got we can't talk about Mike McGarren without the the play really. Uh, Mike McGarren hiking it through your legs to Chuck Mariotti for that game tying touchdown late in the fourth quarter. There's video in that film where you're over there on the sideline. There's a nice close-up of your face talking to Randall Johnson. Do you remember that conversation at all I before do. the play? Yeah. I do. Nobody's mentioned it in you know, all of your interviews yet. We tried that play in the first half and it didn't work. You're, you're right. Yeah. Okay. It was like a motion penalty or something. So he said, look, we're going to try that play again. You think it'll work? I said, sure. So make sure your legs are wide. He's got to hike it through the legs and make sure everyone's set. I said, okay, I can do those two things. And he just said, sell it. Put my head down. We went. Went from there. Wow. He didn't make any moves. If you look at that one play, right, he gets about two yards. He gets the first down, right, about two or three yards deep. There's a guy diving at his legs. He jukes him and gets out of there. Then it's just off to the races. I just can't imagine a play uh, late in a game like that. I, I, that's what I always remember seeing you and Mr. Johnson talking on the sideline in that brief, like two second clip. And I'm thinking to myself, man, for a, for a coach to make that call uh, in that situation, talking to his, you know, his 17 year old quarterback or whatever, and just being like, and then you guys executed it perfectly. I mean, yeah. uh, you guys have practiced it a lot in practice. Oh, sure. Yeah. It was like Craig or somebody said, we invented those plays. Some of us. <laughs> I didn't have anything to do with that one. But. Yeah. Hey, Mr. Johnson, how, how about we try this? He said, sure. But Give but that try. sounds that sounds when they first brought it to you. Hey, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna hike it through your legs. Were you like, wait a minute, we're gonna do what? And I thought it would work because we ran a lot of quarterback snakes. I mean, gotcha. You got a line of 150 pound linemen, <laughs> but they, man, they were tough. Yeah. You always move people off the ball. I don't I don't know how. But. Those dudes. But I thought it would work. Yeah. Well, it did. It did. And then uh, Craig Klingman tied it with the, the big extra point. I had Craig on. He was fun to talk to. Craig had a, a big touchdown uh, reception in that game, if I remember. He kind of dodged a guy, and it was. Yeah, yeah, I got a bone to pick with him on that one. Oh, yeah? So I threw a duck. <laughs> Craig, it was a frozen rope, 30 yarder. <laughs> if you would have missed it, it would have been embedded in the bank. You did throw that ball. It was ball. a duck. You did throw that thing pretty it's hard. Back though. shoulder pass, man. So, oh, back shoulder. Sure. Okay, you're ahead of its time. Before, before. I got you. I got. That's what I think happened with that. Is some quarterback somewhere was like, you know what? Uh, we're just gonna rename this this yeah. bad pass. Let's give it's it a fancy man. name. The old back shoulder fade there. That's great. You look uh, at it. He had to stop to catch it. <laughs> Guy goes speeding by and <laughs> he took off running, scared to death. <laughs> Oh, he was so much fun. And, and a lot of guys from that team have been a blast to talk to on the podcast. And I, we keep bringing up the game, but it's, it's still so yeah. legendary and iconic. The 1977 victory, if you had to sum it up, kind of that season, what that meant to you and your teammates. I mean, I know you still are very proud of that. You got the trophy there or a replica of it anyway. I mean, tell me about the feelings of, of that season and kind of what it meant to win that game. Just a real team effort. Uh, there's nobody bigger or better than anybody else, even though we had some guys that were awesome. Ken Fuller, I mean, what a guy. He uh, tore the meniscus, I believe, first game or something like that. Played middle linebacker on and off throughout the season when he could go. He watched that championship game, and they were diving at his knees the whole game. Mm. <laughs> I don't know how he did it. But, yeah, what it meant to me, uh, I'll never forget it. It's just awesome. I mean, the game-winning play, Chuck goes in the end zone, and uh, you, you get some air. You, get, you really do get some air, Mr. Webb, when you jump with your arms raised. I mean, uh, that, that moment just had to be that we finally, we did it. We beat Montclair. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The last previous two games, I was really nervous before the game. This last one, I wasn't nervous at all. I don't know why. Most hmm. of us said, yeah, I think we can beat these guys. And we come out in the second half and lay an egg, you know, and I – Quarterback sneak it was right through my hands. I run in for a touchdown. Crazy, <laughs> crazy stuff indeed. Uh, can you believe it's been? Let's do the math here. Uh, 30, 44 years. I think it's forty-four. Wow, forty-four Incredible. years. That is so hard to believe. So it's I asked him yesterday. 
it does feel like yesterday. Well, only when I watch the films. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, hey, it was pretty I realize tough. it's today when I try and get out of my chair. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I haven't seen many. Uh, you seem like a pretty tall guy. You haven't seen many tall punt returners, Mr. Weidman. You had some moves back there fielding those punts. I don't know what he was thinking. <laughs> the first Montclair game, the ball bounced off my helmet, bounced behind me. I turned around to get it and bounced over my head the other way into the arms of a Montclair guy. I tackled him, but I single-handedly lost the game. That play and another play I'll tell you about in a second. But the newspaper made me out to be the hero. So I called myself the greatest loser of that game. So, uh, Mr. Johnson said I'd play a power 21 option, put the uh, tailback in the slot, pitch to the guy, and he throws it down. You know, he has the option to throw it to the split end on a fly or run. I said, hey, Chuck, I'll be over on the other side if you need to. It's called the quarterback glory play. Yeah. You pitch it, and then the quarterback does a wheel route on the other side of the field. My favorite. Check the moron threw it to me. Intercepted by Willie Hurst or Tony Reed or something, one of those guys. Touchdown. We lost 26 to 20. Ah! And after the fumble punt on my head, they went in for another score. In the paper, I was the greatest guy in history. <laughs> Football. You know. Felt like a label. Oh, yeah. Side I note on that one, you know. There's a bus somewhere in Mexico that's owed a wash and wax from Chuck and I. That was our punishment. <laughs> got to wash and wax the Academy bus. We never got to it. That's great. <laughs> Johnson wasn't about to sit out the first teamers, I don't think, for when the league was starting. But. No, for sure. I, I talked to Mike Murphy about this because he was on the sideline, actually, in 2001 when we had our kind of similar game, not as that quite was a as... a great game, by the way. You remember that game? Josh yeah, was I was nervous, boy. Oh. We were not supposed, we supposed to, win. to win, right? No, 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 no. Yeah. We, we had no business really winning that game. And uh, they brought all their fans. They were undefeated. Yeah. You know, it just killed everybody. And uh, that guy still ran for like 300 yards on yeah, us. But... It, was, it was awesome. <laughs> I had the same feel, right, to that 77 game going into overtime. I mean, I can't imagine playing three overtimes. That's nuts. That was cool. I felt like a toll booth collector most of the game. I played quarterback, obviously, but I also played safety. Mr. Lenny was a genius. He knew their, their, their strength was running. So he's got like a seven man front and an idiot in the back. Well, if they get by the seven man front, it's me. <laughs> Jim Hannah, I'd like to thank you for the slow motion where I get faked up by Willie Hurst. I mean, I barely touch it. That's what I said. I feel like a toll booth collector. Give me your money as you go by. <laughs> yeah, like five or six times. I did make a few tackles though. Those dudes are fast, man. Oh my goodness. Uh, just flying by you guys. Uh, Jim Hanna, man, with that, with that big interception in uh, the third overtime, I believe that kind of, I don't know why they were throwing the ball after running the ball so well in that game. Well, it was on and off. It was weird. You mm -hmm. watch the game and they'll run four plays in a row where they just get smashed by Murphy or Walsh or all they needed was a crack though. They get through that crack, they're gone. Yeah. All this stood well, between you know, them and I was there to get them at the end. Weidman, the, the big man, Weidman. They ran for 200 yards each. Yeah. <laughs> No, um, you had some great teammates. Um, I've mentioned a few already. Um, just everyone seemed like, like you said, no heroes. Everyone just contributed. I mean, I, I look back, I look at those banners that ha that hang in the, the Stiver Center, and I look at all the, the names from different teams sometimes, and I just look at you guys sometimes, and I think, man, what an absolute incredible group of guys, and, and you've really seen how great everybody was just kind of in the lives that they've all lived in the yeah. kind of their adultness now or adultness whatever adulthood uh you know that everything they've achieved now in life is kind of like man it all kind of started back in in that season of football yeah for sure i mean it's there's a lot of grit to the, these guys my tight ends combined averaged uh probably 230 pounds wow 130 each you know <laughs> they were going against 200 plus guys and they you watch the film Finally, you know, after the f 500 times I watched it, I started watching other people. <laughs> watched myself the first 500 times. And these guys are moving people 270 you know, pounds heavier than them. Matt Rodericks, John Giovanni Crescioni. That's a, it's impressive. Man. Well, well, let me ask you this about, that's kind of back in the day, um, but kind of just your overall thoughts on, on Real Hondo prep football. I mean, you've watched it. 40 plus years now. I mean, both the, your sons played at yeah. Rio. I mean, what is, what is kind of, if you had to sum up the program or what makes real Hondo prep football special, having watched it all these years and being a, a former champion yourself. Just the fact that we 
take average kids and make them better average team, mm. better than average team. This year, another case in point, you know, a bunch of skinny kids out there and they're beating Charter Oak. How's that happen? Yeah. Well-oiled machine, you know. Mm. Very well said. What did you think of that game uh, beating Charter Oak? Didn't, I mean, with, with Wingate Park being right up the street, I mean, did, did you think the boys could do it? I mean, be honest, did you, it was a tall task. I, I think a lot of people I, were skeptical. I was very skeptical, but I, I knew how good they were as, you know, a team. I just didn't know how they do with the size. Yeah. And they weren't outsized terribly. So they hung in there. One of the that, best uh, non championship yeah, games. Man, that was cool. That was cool to see so many former uh, Care Youth League guys there and everything, too, uh, not just yeah, on the field. Hope that gets a few of those guys that come to Rio. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Hey, look at this. Is uh, Can't argue with the results here. 1-0, and 1-0, oh, and oh, come on over. Um, I got to ask you about the Hortman Bowl. How did you and Mr. – because to me, those were bigger than any Care Youth League uh, games. The Hortman Bowl, Gators, Tigers, Cardinals, in the snow, up at Mount Care on the meadow. To me, that was life and death. That was – that was way bigger than any of the Carries League tackle football sanctioned games we had. Those rightwood games on the meadow, no pads, just whatever you your sweatshirts and your yeah. gloves and beanies. That was life and death. So the Hortman Bowl, take me how how that all came. The about. foundation of that goes back to when we were in uh, Rio Hondo at seventh grade. We'd have to come down early. I I got a ride with Dan Kirby in his uh, nineteen sixty six Chevy. We overloaded it with about eight people. They had to get there early for band at 6.30 or 6.45. The grass would be frozen out there, Rio Hondo, you know, the little crust on the grass. All of us who weren't band, we'd get a little ball, we'd go out there and play and kill each other. <laughs> and, you know, that's kind of where the Hortman Bowl sprang from. I remember one time it was rainy. We went at it on Field Zeros. That's where the, uh, the gym is now. It used to be called Field Zero. I mean, head to toe, soaked before school. Bell rings. Eight of us walk in and sit down, slosh in our chairs. And, uh, you guys go see the principal, please. <laughs> We're in theater chairs, by the way, so soaked through the. But then that's kind of what Phil and I go, you know, wouldn't it be really cool to do that up at camp in the snow, frozen tundra like the Vikings? Yeah. So we just. Named it the Hartman Bowl. We went at, we went at it. You know? Yeah, the Hartman there Bowl. Some battles. Yeah, Division One. I. I mean, uh, tackling guys, Anthony's tackling guys like the Soto brothers there. I mean, those dudes were so huge. And there was no weight limit up there. It was just like, oh. hey, let's go. <laughs> Snow everywhere. That was just the best. Oh, man. I wish other kids could experience that. Um, let, let me let me see here. Let's go back to kind of the beginning of when your your journey with Kerry Youth League started. I, I, I asked many people this is, well, how did you discover care? Did you just stumble upon the property one day? Did you know no, somebody? I was a child of divorce. My mom got remarried to another gentleman. They had an older stepbrother, Clay, and he was in the program on Crystal. They were red and gold, I think. They melded with someone else and became superior later on. But uh, I'd go down there and watch him play and I'd like to join. You want to be on, you want to be on Crystal? Or you want to be on Atlantic? The Kirby's were two doors down. They were on Atlantic. I said, I'll, I'll be on Atlantic. That's kind of how it went. Uh, I first, first time I went down there, they went to this old Atlantic, had a treasure chest, a big trunk, you know? Nice. Opened it up. There's these moth-eaten uniforms. They slapped one on me. <laughs> and uh, we went and played kickball. We had kickball season. Wow. And they stuck me out in right, right field. And go, oh, go like I caught the ball. Next inning, I was at shortstop. Yeah. <laughs> Working your way up. <laughs> well, those uniforms are great, by the way. They, had, they were cotton. When they came, they were yellow. <laughs> you knew you were a good guy. When you, After about five washes, you were all white. <laughs> you could tell the rookies from the, by the yeah. uniforms. I love some of those old, old photos of the old uniforms. I mean, there's a really old, you weren't, you weren't this far back. I don't think there was a, I think I guys know. are playing guys are, age. <laughs> guys are playing football in like jeans and like yeah. no shoes or something. <laughs> I wasn't quite the shoeless guy, but I did play in jeans. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't require football pants. So we didn't have a whole lot of dough. I remember my first helmet. Oh my goodness. 
it was a, it had little ears, you know, it wasn't quite a dome. We're still playing with ears, a little plastic bar. Inside, there was just leather straps, no padding at all. And I used my head. <laughs> of course, of course, as all uh, little kids do when they first learn how to play. Yeah. Sticking your head in there. It's insane. So as a kid, um, you, you play all the sports, and I don't know if, it, if this transferred to high school, but what, what was your favorite sport as a kid growing up, or did you have one? I would have to say football, mm-hmm. just because I was naturally good at Well, not naturally. My, my grandpa Weidman played at Ohio State back in the day. My dad ran tailback for Capital University. It's a small university in Ohio. My uncle Giles was in the first uh, football team at Air Force Academy. Wow! So, yeah, I got some some jeans. Definitely. Some jeans when I was wearing my jeans. Yeah, Weidman jeans. But football, basketball, and baseball, I could take or leave. But then it ended up being basketball was probably my best sport at the end. Oh, okay. Now, now, what the Weidman heritage? Were, were you was your family kind of from Ohio, from the Midwest? Yeah, I was born in Cincinnati. Really. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Then you know, unfortunate family situation. Moved to California. Fortunate for me, BCL was there. Worked out. Very easily. Yeah. So. So, is there any soft spot there for uh, Cincinnati or Ohio sports? No, I hate I hate Ohio State. <laughs> good man. Good man. Fight on. <laughs> Fight on. Well, we have to talk about the the recent news out of USC and. Have you have you penned an apology to the Clark family yet about poaching their coach from <laughs> Oklahoma? Have you? <laughs> I'm I'm trying to restrain myself because I know how much it hurts. Oh, I uh, know, I know. It's it's got to be. I, uh, yeah, we can't crow yet. We haven't done anything in ten years. So no, no. So what do you think of the uh, the Lincoln Riley hire? I think it's superb. I think he's going to be able to hold the hold the, the homeboys home. Big, big lineman, which is what we need. Lineman, nasty lineman. I think we'll, we'll take off from there. How interesting is it that all this fancy stuff in football, it, it always comes down to the big uglies up front. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? It, it? No matter, you could put it to pen to paper any way you want. It's all about the big guys, the big guys on both sides of the ball. Except Rio Honda football. That's right. That's, that's right. I guess that's maybe what Rio Honda football is all about. You got that right. Yeah, it's finding a way. Some fellows instead of the big uglies. <laughs> that's right um i'm curious i think he went to to (laughs) usc for a lot of reasons uh 110 million of them yeah but uh (laughs) that that's a big deal but um i think you come out it's either compete in the pac-12 when you have probably all the talent you can uh find right here in your backyard or go to the sec and be a a small fish in a in a very big pond he probably would have competed in the sec but i don't know if he could have overtaking Alabama. Yeah. Pac-12, he's going to, I think he'll be able to recruit better than even Oregon has been doing. Yeah. You're a, you're a lifelong, uh, well, I'm assuming lifelong Trojan fan. How frustrating has, have these, this last decade been for USC football? Uh, I don't talk to my wife. (laughs) (laughs) Miserable at home when they're not doing well. (laughs) Oh, poor Jenny. Uh, Me and Greg Bollinger commiserate weekly or daily on stuff i mean if my grandma were playing some guy from usc and tiddly winks i'd be voting for the guy from usc so <laughs> that's so. such an older leader comment <laughs> i've heard i've heard tiddly winks from other leaders i'm like what is tiddly winks yeah something you'd flick with your thumbs i don't know but. <laughs> well uh i i was shocked at the, the news that he did in fact yeah. come out I was, here i was blown away not what really. any of us expected um to the, to the Clark family, my condolences. Uh, hey, they're going to find somebody uh, and they'll be just fine. Although going to the, and then Brian Kelly leaves Notre Dame for LSU. That one was even more surprising. That was strange too, but you know, the money talks. I think the, Notre Dame didn't build him the facilities he wanted either. He kept promising them the new yeah. physical ed center or whatever. It's but, crazy. It's just, I mean, college football is just a different animal. It's so, so much money in it. And um, the programs that spend, I mean, demand results and, uh, that's why it's so, so competitive. So I can't wait for hopefully some Rose bowls, maybe some other, other playoff games. We'll see. Playoffs, I think, please. 
if they go to 12 teams, do you like the idea of a 12 team playoff? I do. Yeah. yeah. Give more teams a chance. It's more exciting and there'd be less barking about, Oh, we deserve to be in number 13. Yeah. No, absolutely. I, I like 12. I think it's a good number. I would be fine if it went to 16, but uh, definitely 12. Give the four top seeds a breather and then yeah. make the, the lower uh, eight teams, make them play three games. I think that's completely fair and, uh, and subjective. You still give room for the little guys, the Cincinnati's, right. the Boise States of the world too. Yeah. Amen. Oh, man. Um, and, and those Bruins, man, those Bruins. To me, that – to me, that was the, the, the hitting rock bottom was two weeks ago with the loss, the beatdown by UCLA. Went to a football game and a basketball game broke out. Yeah. <laughs> 62 points. I mean, ouch. That one, that one hurt bad. Um, anyway, what um, – now talk to me about the Los Angeles Rams because I'm a huge L.A. Rams fan. I see your beautiful sweatshirt on there. Did, uh, were you a big Rams fan before they abandoned us and then return? Or I've what, been a Rams fan the whole time. You know, right. in St. Louis, everybody thought I was nuts. But yeah, same here. Yeah, I don't. I just like the old guys, Jack Snow, and before your time, Deacon Jones and Merle. I remember those guys. Man, we'd be eighteen and whatever, sixteen and zero, and we come to the Vikings and lose every year. <laughs> were, you know, in the playoffs, or, the down or something stupid like that. Yeah. My dad told me all kinds of, uh, of stories about, you know, Rams playoff games and such. And I grew up on, I grew up on the likes of, uh, you know, Jim Everett and, uh, and yeah. Tony Banks. So I, I was like, Oh, what, they're never going to win. And then the magical year in 99, uh, the, the Kurt Warner movies coming out this Christmas. You're going to watch oh, it. I like that. I like the way that happened too. I feel sorry for Trent green, but you know, it's a nice story. It really <laughs> is. It really There's is. Stocking shelves. And all of a sudden he's a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Unbelievable. I think it's still one of the best stories in all the sports, really. If you, uh, if you really look at it from a unbiased uh, perspective anyway, what do you, okay. I got to ask what, what, what do you make of the new uniforms? Are you for or against them? I don't like them. Yeah. <laughs> I think Chuck Knox, the Chuck Knox design, when he put the little thing on the shoulders, uh, it was really good. Oh man. That's Chuck Knox. Yeah. That was, that was a way, ways ago. The original Rams are kind of blah. And then Chuck Knox, did him up a little in the seventies or eighties. I don't know when he came, but it must have been the eighties. So I saw a photo of uh, of you and your son at uh, SoFi Stadium uh, playing the Cardinals, ironically, which yeah. I guess was his favorite team. And uh, you saw so your first experience <laughs> seeing the new stadium. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, stadium blew me away. The game was terrible. But yeah, my, my son's a big Cardinal, huh? Because he was on the Cardinals. The only reason. And uh, yeah, this stadium is awesome. Uh, I don't think there's a bad seat in the house and it's 70, 80,000. Wow. Or by any means in the greatest spot, but I felt like I could see the whole game. Enjoy it. That screen is something else too. I was wondering about that. Like the I was wondering how you could see it, but yeah. you could see everything really well. So. <laughs> well, the Rams got to play those Cardinals uh, again here uh, next week on Monday Boy. night football. What, what, <laughs> What are you? What are your thoughts on the last three games from our our Rams? Just kind of getting punched in the mouth, three consecutive losses. Yeah, I think we miss Robert Woods a lot. He's uh, those little inside handoffs, possession receivers, receptions. I, I think we're in trouble. Yeah, I agree. I I. It's funny how one thing can change an entire team. It could be oh, it's not a big deal. Well, actually, yeah, it is, and uh, I just it's not a defensive league anymore, but when you have the two best defensive players, arguably in the game on that side of the ball, uh, it's been frustrating for me to, to see kind getting of, home though. That's the problem. No, can't get pressure. It's like, get there. Come on, get that pressure, yeah. man. Where's Von pressure. Miller. Where's <laughs> well, you got there once for a 15 yard penalty. That's right. Oh, don't get me started on. I hate the, the, uh, the, touch the quarterback uh, touch, touching the touching the quarterback uh on the defense 15 yards i mean it's just yeah, oh it's terrible i mean you would have you would have been a, a three thousand yard passer back in your day if those penalties were called right right <laughs> throwing more frozen rope ducks to craig Klingman. <laughs> yeah I, I don't know laser beam La <laughs> so mr wyman do you do you coach now uh with with care or are you just kind of the what are your what are your current uh, uh like the boy who plugged the dike at the 
Dutch little Dutch boy who puts his finger in the dike to save the town or whatever. Ah, okay. Uh, I'm going to be coaching probably kindergartners basketball coming up right here. I just help out here and there when I can. I'm supposed to be in charge, walking around, make sure everything works, but a bit of a coaching short. The boys are coming in like crazy, but we need coaches. So. Oh, that's good to know. Uh, you think there's maybe a, a hunger or a thirst for, for kids to get out and play after kind of being bottled up for a year? Yeah. Yeah. I think definitely. It's uh, probably the biggest we've ever been. We always hover around a thousand kids, you know, the whole organization. And I think it's like 11, 1200 right now. So, Oh man, that's really good. I, see, I always look like I see like, okay, four teams in each division, it seems like. And I'm thinking back to like when I was playing in the nineties, it was like, there were seven teams at each level, at each age, four in the West and three in the East. I mean, to me, those were very high numbers. And to see only kind of two or three teams in each, you know, each, each division or four or five, I should say. I mean, I don't know. The numbers seemed low, low the past few years, but you're telling me they're going up. They are. Uh, uh, the sky's the limit. We have coaches. We, it seems like kids, if we can get kids. Irwindale's running three or four clubs right now. I had the coaches, I could probably be running two. And Upland's got one going. Well, what are your thoughts on, I mean, the Irwindale complex being there? Number one, it's closer to Wingate Park. So it's it's a lot easier to find for parents, maybe who uh, who are in the Eastern program, because that was something that was very unique when you have kids out there at Wingate Park. Hey, we're going to travel to Arcadia at this other facility or main facility and play teams instead of just this location. I think the Irwindale Park, uh, Care Park uh, has been an incredible success so far. It's been awesome. It's uh, I was afraid it was going to ruin our clientele. You know, like Baldwin Park is kind of right there. They go either way. Mm-hmm. You know, well, I want to go to this new shiny place or the shady tree uh, needle ditch place. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it worked out that way. You know? Yeah. Got, 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 still got people coming from Baldwin Park. He, he's getting some of them, but uh, uh, it's really, I love that place. It's awesome. But. It's really, awesome. I'm a little partial to, you know, the Creek bed and the, and the trains every nine minutes to me, that's, me that's well. home, you know, yeah, home. <laughs> um, let me ask you back to your care youth league days. You went through the program. Who are some of the leaders really that had a pretty big impact on you uh, in care youth league or junior high or wherever? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mr. Orsborough is my first leader. He was awesome. Uh, I didn't like camps and outings, but I went on it because you were supposed to, you know, be part of the team. Yeah. I was a homeboy. But I loved his Bible stories. He did a really good job with that. And uh, I love sports, obviously. But just the way he told the stories were just uh, captured me. So, Mr. Lambert's my junior high coach. Um, he's a soft spoken man, but really deep. So, hmm. carried out tradition telling the stories or the, the stories bible lessons put that way i really really sunk into my heart so hmm. was there ever a question of you going to to rio or did you know after your days in care youth like hey this is this is where i want to end up in high school okay well my family was really uh, lacking funds as a my father lived in Iowa, and I wanted to go to Rio. Sixth grade, there was no Rio, but we had like a school team of wannabes, guys that want to come. <laughs> so we played other, you know, Polly, Claremont, Carmen Claremont. Leverage. I don't know. Web, whoever. Schools in Pasadena that had six great teams. We weren't part of Rio yet, but we wanted to come. <clears throat> so I think my grandpa got together with my dad and said, yeah, okay, we'll, we'll pay for it. That's kind of how I got into it. The Clifton, I tell you, it was it's Clifton's uh, middle school in Morovia. I was a sixth grader there. Oh, wow. That was no fun. <laughs> we played them. You, in- uh, remember that 25 cents I loaned you, boy? Uh, no. Yeah, I loaned you 25 cents, but I handed over now. I learned how to play chess at Clifton. <laughs> library was open during recess. So I went to the library to play chess. I can keep my money. Yeah. <laughs> but, we yeah, played. Rio was, Rio was a revelation. It was we played Clifton in basketball uh, one yeah. year in junior high and Todd took us over there and we got our heads kicked in and it was yeah, like, Oh, we don't, we're not very good. 
Oh boy. Uh, so no, I like hearing stories kind of like of that, of how people came about Rio. Cause it's not easy for everyone. I mean, there's, there's different paths for everybody. And I think Rio really works with people to, uh, to try to get uh, kids in there, which is great. I, I always tell people when, when I tell, oh, I went to Rio Honda, oh, you're a private school kid. It's like, hang on. Rio is probably the cheapest private school around. And um, it's very different from any other school out there. Yeah, for sure. Well, just a case in point, this uh, Charter Oak game. Kids are out there, not the Charter Oak game after that, where they lost. St. Pius. Saint, thank you. Saint, whoever the Saints are. Um, it was a really tough game. Those kids were, I mean, some really large boys they went against. Less than 10 hours later, they're out there coaching their own teams with a smile on their face. You know, it's real hondo. Yeah, yeah, I'm into that. More than just going to school, it's that's giving smart. back. Service to others, I mean, and that's why so many alumni end up in service to others, whether it be coaches or firefighters or, yeah. or what, a military. I mean, there's just a ton of that. And so I, I would put Rio Hondo alums uh, as, a, as a whole up against any other uh, student body out there. I think with Rio, you get more. Um, more with less, as you kind of talked about earlier with football, but you do, you experience so much more than I think any other kid does in high school. Yeah, well, for sure. Um, we lost, or we beat Montclair, you know, the 77 game on Friday, Tuesday, we were in Montclair's gym, getting our head kicked in basketball. Oh, I did not know that. We did everything. You know, you had to play every sport. So yeah, yeah. You play them three days later in basketball. Three days later in my at their home, and they'd be by like fifteen or twenty because <laughs> probably that was the worst team in the history of Rio Hondo play basketball. My favorite sport, but we didn't have a lot of help. So. Yeah. What about your coaches in high school, uh, Randall Johnson, Gary Lunny? I mean, I, I don't remember everyone who was coaching back then. Um, what What were kind of your leaders like in high school? What did they mean to you? Uh, a lot. Yeah. They were both geniuses in football. Mr. Johnson gave his club meeting the first year, and then after that, Mr. Hampton took over. He was more of a, a sports leader, but, man, what a, a genius. Uh, we got stuck. It was one of the – right before the first half of that 77 – go back to the 77 game. <clears throat> we uh, got stuffed on the three-yard line. We're going in for the final touchdown, we hoped. Then we tried to hike through the legs thing, which failed. So he subs in all CIF, all everything, Ken Fuller. And Montclair goes, oh, that guy, the all CIF guy's in. All right, tackle him. Do a 31 option. He, everybody comes, sucks up, and he throws a pass to Klingman. Touchdown. Great call. So, you know, it's just it really had a mind. Great mind. Wow. Uh, oh, no doubt about it. Um, yeah, I had the opportunity to play for technically for Mr. Johnson, uh, you know, as a freshman he was helping out with the JVs and he was kind of transitioning at that point to kind of not coach anymore. And right. uh, just be like, man, this is, this is Randall Johnson, the Randall Johnson, you know, uh, it was just an honor to uh, be on a football field where, where he was uh, still coaching. But anyway, um, after high school, Mr. Weidman um, was uh, what was that like for you? College, RHLA. Um, did you try your hand at various crafts? What was after high school like for you? Oh boy. <laughs> Actually, it was a lot different then than it is now. You had uh, a lot of responsibility, no pay, and you're expected to do it. And then you had to get school in there somehow. Uh, so it took me like eight years to graduate college. I'm not blaming on Archelet. It's just lack of discipline on my part, you know. But I would go out to Citrus, get there about 10 minutes late for first period. Uh, okay, I'll sleep. I'll go to second period. Wake up, oh, second period started, oh, okay, I'll go third period. And, you know, failed that class, obviously. But uh, it took, it was uh, a lot of dedication by all those people. I mean, it's, you don't see that nowadays. You knew that you were in the right place. You knew that God wanted you there and that to get over this hurt. I looked at college as a hurdle, just another obstacle, really. Let me get through this. And to, to your point, I don't think we had the same schedule as you guys did, but to graduate college while in RHLA is a tremendous challenge. It really yeah. is difficult. You really have to give out and give of yourself, not be too self-centered because 
it was hard. We all had Craig Clayman and I worked at the women's club in Temple City to make some dough. Yeah. I'd come in there so nice to do my job. I'd find him sleeping on the couch. <laughs> he was a great guy. Oh, he's a great guy. Sorry, Craig. You're not dead yet. He still is. We love him. Uh he, he's incredible. But, nice. Yeah, man. We had to work hard. And we we uh our group loved to play sports, so we formed an Arch League baseball team. And you know, that was over and above everything. We'd drive to the game, throwing socks and hats on, getting there five minutes before the game and go out and face some guy throwing 90. Didn't fun. you get to play at uh, at USC in Dado Field? Yeah. That's cool. I say, yeah, because I struck out like five times. Hey, you got in the you got in the box at legendary like ground ball. Field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was an awesome, awesome experience. But the the main team was somewhere else. These were the leftovers, and they made yeah. it bad. <laughs> and they still beat you guys up yeah. pretty <laughs> like fifteen to two or something. You know, it was a lot of fun. No, RHLA, you learn really to to manage your time. <laughs> at least uh, you will eventually, because every second of every day, I remember. I was a janitor. I was coaching. I was commuting. Right. I mean, it was just, there's just no time for anything. It's your responsibility. Mm-hmm. So. No doubt. So now when there's like downtime, which isn't that often, I'm like, Oh yeah. Well, I think back to RHLA. Oh, I used to do all this stuff and uh, definitely a, a time for, for younger men indeed. But how did you get involved in TC? I went to Rio in seventh grade. All my friends were like, come to Rio, come to Rio. And especially in sixth grade, when you were teaching sixth grade, because they're like, we got this great team, Mr. Weidman. He's so funny and he makes learning fun and blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. Okay. That's why they put me out here. Yeah. <laughs> what did you think of teaching? I really enjoyed it. Uh, Mrs. Dowd asked me if I could teach a class one day. You know, I've been in Arch Life for a few years. I said, okay. I graduated, finally graduated with a history degree. I said, sure, I'll volunteer. I volunteered to come and teach eighth grade geography. That was exciting. Classroom management wasn't real good at the beginning, but you learn. Learn as you go. Anyway, about you know, five or six years later, I was going to get married to Jenny, my wife. I went and talked to Mr. Dowd. I can't volunteer anymore because I was making my money like as, as a pool man. You know, I, I didn't have my own route. I worked for a guy, cleaned about thirty pools, forty pools a week. <clears throat> Taught school for you know an hour in the morning, coached in the afternoon so forth. And I said, you know, Ms. Dad, I'm going to get married. I got to go full-time pool and like take care of my family or whatever. She goes, well, hang on. Let me get back to you on that. So we're starting in sixth grade. You, we're going to try and have two sixth grades, you and Mr. Horton. I said, okay, I'll give it a shot. And that's kind of how I started. And then Rod Eaton came in later and we uh, took off, did all the Egyptian day things. And I remember those. Days. Yeah, I remember seeing that. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I don't think they learned anything, but they had a lot of fun. That's the A. You know, when you're dealing with sixth graders, I mean, come on. Right. It's an interesting age. So how much are you really going to learn anyway? You might, I guarantee all those kids are like, oh, sixth grade was the best with Mr. Wyden. Our scores grade. went up once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> was it so, because you're a sports guy? I've always wondered this, like dealing with kids in sports is one thing. But then when you got to go in a classroom with four walls and uh, have to educate, that seems like a bigger challenge to me. It is, but. You know, the, the sports thing, you get them for an hour and you send them home. Two hours a week or whatever. You're in there in the room with them. You, you got to develop a rapport and to keep them focused on what you're supposed to be learning that day. So it is a tough job. Yeah, I, I God bless teachers. I, yeah, my wife's a teacher and I bow every time she comes home alive. <laughs> That is, that is great. So no longer teaching, right? You stepped away from the, the classroom. Yeah. They banished me out here. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the job opened up and I said, yeah, I'll try that. I think I, I think I can handle it. I wasn't too sure. Taking over for the great Mr. Dowd. But the great Mr. <clears throat> Dave Dowd. Reed was here before me. So yeah. Yeah. I well, didn't want to sip the ship to sink, but I, hopefully it's still floating. <laughs> i think it is well i gotta tell you i love uh your social media posts uh whether it's about a picture of a bird on a on a wire talking about the falcons scouting you guys or just the ran total randomness old footage you got a very dry sense of humor that i definitely appreciate yeah well i try <laughs> 
what was it like for you? Just uh, we'll wrap it up here in a second. But what was it like for you to watch? Uh, trying to remember the timeline of when your boys were playing Rio football. I, I don't remember. I'm terrible with dates. With dates uh, yeah. Davis was the Silesian group, you know. Oh yeah. <clears throat> he had to sub in the injuries. Like Robbie Hanna got hurt, and some other guys got hurt that year. So I subbed him in a corner and he did really well. Intercepted the ball in that semifinal game. I remember that. Yeah. Caused a fumble. Mm. They got it back, unfortunately. And one of the tailbacks broke away long. He was like 20 yards ahead of everybody. Davis sucked him up. And the guy stopped on a dime and he went flying by. I <laughs> scored a touchdown. I was really, really proud of him. Memory, like the old man, like the old man safety chasing yeah. Willie Hurst, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. William Mark. I love those guys. Hayden was a beast. I mean, he's six foot four, 250. Huge. He did football. Really? I mean, he did it. He made all league first team, but whew, glad that's over, Dad. Okay. He's going to save me some money with a scholarship sign. Yeah. Uh, no way. He wants to be a comedian. So. Oh, okay. I love, I love stand up comedy. He's working at City of Hope now, uh, hospitality or whatever. I mean keeping spirits up so it's what his job is so. oh man god bless him that's awesome that is awesome that's uh can't be an easy job but uh if he's got that out of both of them weidman that weidman charm i think has a lot to do with it there <laughs> right <laughs> well uh final prediction here that we talked to sc football we think they'll be back quick but if you had to predict going to your glass ball what do you think is going to happen with the rams here in the next uh, month or so oh man i don't know that's they can handle the Cardinals. They got a chance. If they lose the Cardinals, it'll be five in a row, four in a row. Yeah. Well, they got to beat those Jaguars. If they lose to the Jaguars, like they lost to the Jets last year, I I might throw my remote through the television. Uh, I just I am I am not. You talked about your wife with USC football. I am the most impatient person watching a Rams game. It is three and a half yeah. hours of just me screaming. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. I, I I have to turn it off if they're doing really bad. Yeah, I just can't. I ruins my life. Or <laughs> who cares? You know, I, I know. I know. You guys are getting paid millions of dollars. What, I why should I care? Why like, do I? Ca- I know you're right. Why do I care? I say the same well, thing. Well, it's competition from Care Youthly killed me. So no, everything's it, it, a competition. Yeah, we need that outlet somehow, some way. So yeah. why not? Why not put our hopes and dreams into uh, professionals we've never met who make <laughs> way more money yeah. than you know? Dude, my wife laughs at me and. <laughs> She's right, but I can't help it. <laughs> oh, I was raised. So. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, uh, Ohio State, uh, you know, lost to those Wolverines last week. So I uh, I know you said you hate Ohio State. So that must have been fun for you. That was fun. Cole Barrett is a big, uh, you know, Cole. Oh, yeah. He's a big Wolverine honk. I can't figure out why. Well, these guys like these out-of-state teams. The Clarks are killing me. Help me here. Help me. Okay, I understand. Okay, this is what we'll finish with. I gotta let you. I'll let you go. But help me understand this. The people that root for teams who are not just out of out of the city, but out of the state. Now, people could argue with you and me. Oh, you guys rooted for the Rams, yeah, but they have a, a, a heritage. They were from here. Yeah. Why uh, did- Cole liked the helmet. Oh. <laughs> but that doesn't explain the Atlanta Braves to me either. No. I've heard that story a few times. Yeah. I heard just Clark's kind of- like uh, Barry Bonds. I don't know why they start rooting for Pittsburgh teams, but. As soon as I get, they're from Oklahoma. I, I understand that. Give me a background. Give me a story. You know, you got to have some connection. Yeah. That's my rule. But all these San Francisco 49er fans we have here in Los Angeles or Cowboys fans, it's like, what? what is wrong with you people? Well, you know, it's a big melting pot. People come from all over to live here. They bring their rotten teams with them. So <laughs> I'm with you. But then why aren't you a San Francisco Giants fan? Why aren't you a Texas Rangers yeah. fan? Why, why, why do you bounce all over the place? Be consistent. Uh, uh, be loyal. That's what I say. Be yeah, loyal. I, I have some friend, Phil and Joe Parker bailed on the Dodgers for a few years. You know when they had going through the who's that guy with the parking lot guy? Oh, McCrook, Frank. Yeah, McC- yeah. <laughs> Frank you know, McCourt. He, he's bad, but the Dodgers aren't bad. They're your team. They're supposed to be your team. You know. Yeah. They're coming back now that they're winning. But. Uh, okay. Well, now the Giant uh, Dodgers are losing everybody. It seems like they haven't made one big splash yet in free agency, and they've kind of been the free agency team now. Must yeah. be nice to be a. To make must be nice to be a pitcher and make forty million dollars a year or whatever Max Scherzer's kind of make. Well, 
I can't. Oh. I can't believe that. No, it's Dustin crazy. May. I hope Dustin May is alive. Yeah. <laughs> well, all we can do is continue continue to root for these strangers, and uh, hopefully, that it fulfills a need of some kind. Uh, that's all we can do, and and maybe maybe a Rams Super Bowl here in the future. Maybe probably not this year, but man, someday it would be nice. I want the USC in the playoffs. That's what I want next Before year. Yes. Got happen soon. I, I agree. Why waste time? Who, who, if you, you got Cal and Oregon State, I mean, come on, you got you got no juggernauts out here to go through. Take yeah. them down. That'd be fun. USC football, LA Rams football. I'm with you, Mr. Weidman. Thank you for doing this today. This has been fun chatting and uh, finally getting to do this with you. Yeah, well, hopefully it didn't ruin your podcast. Not at all. Not at all. We're going to have all those Cardinals. The audience uh, fleeing in droves down there. All that Cardinal uh, alumni coming back and, and tuning in to, to hear good old Coach Weidman one more time. Yeah, they better better listen soon because it won't be here long. <laughs> oh, stop. Well, uh, keep uh, – Keep a, a, a good eye on uh, Wingate Park. That's hollowed ground for, for guys like me and just appreciate all you're doing for, uh, for Care Youth League. Uh, you keep it up, too. I really appreciate and enjoy your podcast. Oh, a lot of people do. They, they I, <laughs> thank you so much. I'm going to try to keep it going. Find, find the energy, find the time uh, one way or another. Un, one way or another. So it's thank like you, Mr. Wyman. Bottom of the barrel scraping today. Maybe you can find some top level guys later. We're just going in alphabetical. That's the only widening. The W's, you know, we're into the W's and, and we'll right. go from there. <laughs> Mr. Zamboni's next. All right. Thanks a lot. Go. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Go Rams. And we'll talk to you soon. Fight on, man. Thanks again, Mr. Scott Weidman, for coming on the program with me today on the Get Home Safe podcast. A lot of fun catching up with one of the uh, Mount Rushmore coaches, really, of the West Covina Cardinals from back in the day. Uh, a lot of fun catching up with him, going down memory lane. My good friends, Jordan Ross, Jan Balon, uh, George Colley, uh, these guys who I played against as kids, I'm sure, really enjoyed listening to uh, Mr. Weidman there. A, a fun, fun guy that uh, we share some common interests, Rams football, SC football, uh, just uh, overall big sports fans. So a lot of fun catching up with him. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that as much as I did sitting down with coach Weidman here on the podcast. And yeah, he is uh, roaming, roaming the uh, grounds there at Wingate park, making sure everything's in order all the time. So uh, doing a great job as always patrolling uh, Wingate park and just uh, greatly appreciate him spending the time with me today. That was a lot of fun. Merry Christmas, Mr. Weidman to you and your family. And uh, yeah, hopefully we got some Rams victories here this month because we desperately need them. So uh, a lot of fun, a lot of fun indeed. Uh, guys, we'll have more shows next week. Tuesday will be another just uh, solo rant from me coming up with analogies, coming up with uh, some topics regarding sports and, and bringing a top 10 Christmas list, if you will. Last Tuesday, we did top 10 Christmas movies this week. Excuse me. Next week. Ooh, next week, probably going to do uh, either songs or traditions or maybe just a, a food one. I'm starting to get more hungry with all the Christmas stuff being out. It's uh, probably the month where you eat the worst, I, I would think, right? Cookies everywhere and sugary drinks and just oh, so, so much temptation. And you're like, oh, it's the holidays. It's no big deal. Uh, yeah, let's uh, eat, eat up, eat up. So I might do something like that. What are some of the top 10 Christmas, uh, Christmas goodies, Christmas uh, foods, if you will, but I'm working on it. Work in progress as is this podcast every single week. But Tuesdays and Fridays is a new format. Tuesdays with just me and then Fridays, hopefully a guest, uh, much like you heard today, uh, Scott Weidman on the program. I have a few uh, people I have contacted that I'm going to try to put together here for the next few Fridays, but there is always, uh, things can always change, we'll say. So so uh, stay tuned through social media, of course, to uh, continue to be updated on the latest news and episodes of the Get Home Safe podcast as always our instagram and facebook page get home safe podcast our twitter handle get home safe pod and our email address get home safe podcast at yahoo.com we'd love to hear from you so if you have some topics you have some challenges to my christmas uh list or whatever uh shoot me a message shoot me an email love to hear from you guys help stimulate conversation i know it's just me on tuesdays but that's kind of the best time really to uh to respond to this stuff so get those in by the weekend and hopefully everyone has a great weekend we are 20 20 something days away from the big day hopefully you guys are ahead of schedule and counting down the days with me as well and we're going to do that here weekly on the get home safe podcast two episodes a week 
at least for now, things can always change. So anyway, guys, good luck out there in the, uh, the shopping world, the decorations, the whatever you got to do. I understand Christmas is a busy time of year. It is for me, uh, barely have enough time to get this uh, podcast out, but I'm glad I was able to. So guys, Have a wonderful weekend. Thanks again, Scott Weidman. That was a lot of fun. But guys, as always, no matter what you're doing, whether you're out on the town or around in third base, get home safe.